With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, Matthew Collar, you're a young man. Uh, did you ever watch the uh, great movie Airplane? I I am familiar with it. It has been a very long time since I've seen it, though. Well, we're sitting around here all realizing that we picked the wrong day to stop sniffing glue. That's uh, with this <laughs> uh, with this collection of Minnesota sports teams. Of course, the Vikings, uh, to a lot of people, have put the thirty-eight to seven arse whipping in uh, Philadelphia behind them. Uh, I got to tell you, I can. Spielman, I'm not a, a student. I'm not a student of Spielman's modus operandi uh, too much, but I smell the trade down to get a fourth rounder. You go down about six spots and get that fourth rounder back. I know how that evil brain of his works. That the ID doesn't have a fourth rounder is driving him crazy. That's what I say. I agree with you, and uh, I think he loves his number of draft picks. His magic number is 10, and they have uh, eight right now, I think, or seven. So uh, he, uh, he wants to, to move down, probably. It depends on whether they can work that out. Last year, they went absolutely bananas with the trades. It was like trading up for the first two guys, trading down seven different times, so he's not afraid to pull the trigger there. If you look at the statistics, the analytics, uh, I was reading a study about trading down, and it basically said if you're drafting in this area, that your odds are about the same drafting a good player at 30 as 45. So you might as well trade back and pick up additional picks and additional chances to get a decent player. And they might do that unless there is a guy that surprises them that falls or one of those better offensive linemen. I mean, I think if it's someone that you can plug right into your right guard and you feel like he's going to be a starter for a long time, that you probably shouldn't pass that up. If it's Frank Ragnow or if it's Will Hernandez, those guys might be too good to, to trade down. But it's definitely a possibility. How do you like the fact that we're going to remove uh, Josh Allen from the top of our draft board for those old tweets and take a high-character guy like Baker Mayfield first? That's a beautiful. Well, there's a lot of things that have happened in 2018 that I didn't see coming. Um, uh, that might be one of them. But, you know, I would have removed uh, Josh Allen because I think he's bad. Yes, I, I know I that. Mean, I know that. And I kind of agree with the analytical analysis. But the fact that you're going to take Mayfield because you're worried about another guy's character is uh, is humorous. No, no, it is because Mayfield was the one who got arrested in college 
Uh, and then he also, you know, famously grabbed himself against Kansas. <laughs> and, you know, he's got the attitude issues and everything else. And that it should be a concern uh, with these tweets. I just don't know how to feel about the old tweets. Like, like, yeah, a lot of us probably would have tweeted something stupid. But then again, the guy has to go in an NFL locker room, and if he's yes. got racist tweets, I don't think that's going to sit very well with many people. No, and uh, and it, but it is a, it's an evil it's an evil sign by either an agent or some team in the NFL that they would wait. They would they've had to know about this for months. And that they would wait till draft day to lay the bomb out there so he couldn't do the uh, whole circuit of apologize to try to get the get teams back on his side. Now, the one that I don't understand, the conspiracy theory, is that a team wanted to do this so he would fall to them. But <laughs> yes. like, well, wait, wait, don't you want that guy to be your franchise quarterback then at that <laughs> yes, point? Yes, yes. So, that's what do I, that to him and I'm that, saying that the same. I'm saying the same thing. Would you want that PR nightmare uh, to uh, land in your lap? But I do believe an agent would do this. Or, oh yeah, how about how about Baker Mayfield's agent <laughs> or uh, Josh Rosen? I, those would be my first suspects. Okay, tell me. This is I've heard this. This quarterback class compared to the Marino class, and which is uh, hysterical to me. I think they're all marginal. I know, I'm not watching tape, I know that. But looking at them, none of them do that much for me. Uh, the way that I would look at it is there are four of them, so just put Josh Allen out of the conversation, that have, yes. a, pretty good chance, they have a pretty good chance to be a very good quarterback is the, the way that I would put it. I, I think Josh Rosen has the best chance in my mind to be special because what he's good at really translates to what the NFL is now with like a lot of footwork and details and, and reading at the line of scrimmage and short passing and being good at that. Um, I think Mayfield does have a pretty high ceiling because of how accurate he is, but there are the, the character, the height questions about him. And uh, Lamar Jackson has the chance to be the most special because of what kind of athlete he is. I, I saw today the stat that he had more rushing yards in the last two years than Saquon Barkley did. <laughs> and he threw for 69 touchdowns or something like that in his career too. I mean, he just... It's just an unbelievable athlete that if he's used right could really be a game-changing player. But then he's also got enough warts to question him. And I think that's what has made this so fascinating, the build-up to the draft, is that each one of these guys you can make an argument against. And Sam Darnold, on his tape, he's got some unbelievable throws, but he also has more turnovers than you would ever want from your starting quarterback. Uh, I uh, like. What do you say about Jackson's accuracy? If he's accurate, there's no reason for him not to be the guy. Yeah, what's really interesting about Jackson is that he's inaccurate on certain routes, like outbreaking routes that that he has to have like perfect footwork to hit. But when he was throwing in between the hashes, especially the middle of the field seam routes and things like that, he had incredibly high ratings and completion percentage and everything. So that makes me think that if you had a coaching staff like Philadelphia and what they did with Nick Foles, where they only played to his strengths, if they did that with Lamar Jackson, I think he could be a special player. If he gets somewhere where they just want him to follow their rules and play by their system, uh, I think he's a good kid and he'll try to do that, but it won't get as much out of him as possible. You have to, If you're going to draft him, you have to build your whole offense around him, which I think could have some teams turning away from him. I want to know one thing about him. Does he throw the ball where they're going, or does he throw it where they've been? 
I think when he he has some of those special throws when he's going down the field over the middle. Okay, uh, that's where that's where you see it's when he's when he's hitting certain routes. He just that require really pristine footwork. That perfect five-step or three-step drop. He's not always great with that, and sometimes there's a little hesitation. But there were times that I guess you might call it like a Drew Brees-style throw where the guy is breaking over the middle on a seam route, a wide receiver, a tight end, where he would lead them perfectly. So I, I think that he has certain uh, routes that he hits really well and others that he would need a lot of work on. So it depends on whether a team is going to have some patience with him there. Okay, you have demonstrated your marginal uh, grasp on sanity by uh, going through. You have on our website right now, 1500ESPN.com, 30 players that fit a kind of a Viking profile for a draft choice, evaluated along with some of the analytics from Pro Football Focus and other outlets. That's uh, How long did that take you? Well, I tried to do one or two every day. So, you know, I tried to spread out the workload. But, yeah, it took a little while because I also <laughs> wanted to. I, well, I also wanted to watch every single one of them so I would have some familiarity if the Vikings drafted those guys. So that, that took a little longer, but uh, at the very top of my list, I will reveal on the radio who it is, is uh, Isaiah Wynn from Georgia. I think that might be the guy that they like tonight. All right. Uh, who's going to end up with the best player in the draft, the uh, pass rusher, Chubb? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, shouldn't Cleveland take them at four? Like they take yes. a quarterback and then take hit. Don't take a running back. They already have good running backs. I mean, if you have Miles Garrett and Chubb on each of your sides, I mean, that's a great way to shut down opposing teams' passing game, and that's how you win in the NFL. We've seen that from the Vikings with their pass rushers. We saw that from Philadelphia. I think if they do that, it's a home run. How about taking him first and letting somebody else screw up the quarterback and then take who's <laughs> ever left over? That's what I'd do. Uh, yeah, that might be fun, like a little, like some Russian roulette or something yes. there. But uh, they, I, I would guess that would get somebody fired again, and they've already fired too many people in Cleveland. Are you in the new room out at the, uh, the Taj Maziggy too? I am. I will be soon. I am uh, in my car right now, but All I will right. soon be at the Taj Maziggi. Well, I heard there are snacks. The, the, the working conditions should be better than they were at the uh, confined uh, area out at Winter Park. Uh, at the closet in the bank across the street, you mean? Yeah, yes. it's, it's a little bit better. It's yes. a little bit better. All right. Thank you for your help this week. And tomorrow, the return of the Friday Football Fun Fest with Brian Murphy and Matthew Collar. We'll be watching the film. Okay, sir. Thank you. Thanks, Pat. All right. Uh, yes, tomorrow, uh, 3 to 6, the Friday Football Fun Fest, uh, uh, draft edition. This is the Ride with Roycey. Makes you happier, healthier, more intelligent, and honest, according to new oh, research. Roycey, you're I, in luck. I wouldn't argue with that. <laughs> On 1500 ESPN. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. Westwood, back of an Adams pick. Stutter says. Slices right. Pulls up. Pops. 13-foot jump. A drop! Russell's got 45! Timeout Jazz is Westbrook is shaking his head. There's nobody guarding him in the second half, baby. 35 for Westbrook since intermission. Just staying aggressive, man. Um, just trying to pick my spots. Um, 
same shots I've been getting. Just got to uh, concentrate on making them. And uh, got stops when we needed to. I thought our team did a good job of uh, staying together uh, through it all. Now, that announcer would give me a nervous breakdown if I had to listen to him all season, right? That, that little staccato, fast, really rapid uh, uh, style. He was energized. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's hear him there. Oh, I can't get him. Where did okay. it go? Where did it well, go? Very fast. Anyway. And boom goes the dynamite. No, that, well, that, I'd rather listen to him than that guy. <laughs> what happened to boom don't go the dynamite? He guy? worked for us for yeah, a stretch. He worked, he worked at Alexandria. He was a TV anchor oh, guy. I don't know what there. happened to him. I don't think they uh, they have a local station there anymore. I think they got the signal. Oh, I'm I think not you're sure right. They do yep. local news there anymore. Well, I think Russell Westbrook's a repeat winner of the Sports Person of the Day, right? Didn't we a month ago it's or a big so? Honor. Give it to yeah, him. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. 45 last night. The uh, Utah Jazz were third, 25 ahead of a Oklahoma City team. Even an OKC where they love their team, they were grumbling. And then they come storming back. Russell gets 33 of his 45 points in the second half. They beat the Jazz 107 to 99. And you know what they did? They staved off elimination. You they always did. stave off <laughs> yes. elimination. Uh, he gets uh, 45. Uh, he, of course, went nuts in Game 4 because he was mad at Ricky for making all those mm-hmm. shots, and he kept knocking Ricky down. He got fined $10,000 and was given a tent technical for an altercation late in that game. Ricky had a Ricky game last night, 4 for 15 or something from the full floor, and uh, yeah. did not have a good game, and uh, Russell uh, Russell went crazy. They still got to go to Utah and win and then get him back home. But... Uh, uh, last night, he took, I think, did I see 39 shots? Something. Yeah, 39 shots, and, yeah. Uh, and uh, Paul George had a good game. He had 34 points, took a bunch of shots. Carmelo Anthony, six shots. Yeah, they sat he him. six shots. Pretty much that whole comeback, he, he was he was a non Okay, how did he down. take that? Did okay. he take that well? Uh, well, apparently he got into it with, with Mo Cheeks, who's, an, who's one of okay. Billy Donovan's assistants, and... So and he kind of okay. He'll be thirty four. Mellow, yeah. In May. Yep. Mellow. Same age as me. Are you ready? I got the trade. Is this the Roycey plan? I got the Roycey plan. The fixer is going to fix again. things. Wiggins for Mellow. Wiggins. Oh God. Oh boy. No, no, no. We ain't done yet. Okay. Oh boy. Wiggins and Georgie. They take them both. We take Mellow, who's got twenty seven left at one year. That that offsets Wiggins and Stephen Adams. We get Stephen Adams. I don't think they'll. I don't Stephen think Adams give up is Adams, signed though. for three more years. Yeah, but they're going to lose George. I'd love to have Stephen Adams they're playing next to Cat. They're going to lose George. But... They're going to lose George. So they okay. need it. They need another, and they're going to lose Mello, obviously, whether he's there or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need a guy to play with Westbrook, and they need a guy, Adams, and who do you want if you're them? And you're losing George. Who do you want, Wiggins or Stephen Adams, to play would, to play with Westbrook? Westbrook. I would, if I'm Oklahoma City, I still want to keep Stephen. Stephen Adams is really, really good. I know he is. I would love to see but him I'm playing next to Cat. Carmelo off your hands. You got to give me something there. You're not getting the number one. But Melo can so opt out though. Melo can opt out though. He ain't opting out <laughs> of twenty seven million. He ain't doing actually. no opting. <laughs> He'll come um, here. Tibbs likes him. He'll get some shots. 
right? Uh, honestly. He'll be able to shoot some threes. I know you're the fixer. The I, fixer's I, got it fixed. We I, got rid of Georgie. We got rid of Wiggins. We got Steven I Adams I think in. the fans would revolt if that Why? trade happened. I really do. Because, here because I no Here, because I think... And correct me if I'm wrong. I, you think guys, but, be, I think fans would be happy to get Steve. Steven Adams, if you put Steven Adams next to Cat. But Wiggy at one point was viewed ton. as part of the building block. And if yeah, you but give now up, they hate hold Wiggy. on, hold on. Corzo if be you happy. give up on him like that and get virtually okay, we three got years. Steven Adams. Steven Adams is good. Uh, I, I, I got Steven you. Adams, Steven and then Adams you go get some really shoot. Then Cat's happy. He stays. I think because he doesn't have to go in and fight with oof. Rudy Gobert and Jokic all the time. Right. I think I not I only not only did I just save the franchise, I made you a fifty-two win team next year. I would if I I I would like it. From a Wolves perspective, but I just I don't think Oklahoma City would do that. Well, I think that Stephen Adams is really they good. They have know if they to would sell again to the public. Okay, we don't have George; he's leaving. Now they're not going to do it if he stays, but he's not staying. Right? He's going to some Lakers or someplace, and you got to get and you want to get rid of Carmelo. You get something for Carmelo. And you take your shot. You know and what? Then you though? go get a center. Does that increase or decrease? Well, de- maybe Justin Patton with the bad foot, too. Does that <laughs> increase or decrease the chances of Cat and or Jimmy re signing with the well, club? Cat, well, if Cat doesn't re sign this summer, then the whole franchise. Yeah, you're, well, you're I guess screwed. that's you're my screwed. point because well, Manny, in the beginning gotta, of the four o'clock gonna, hour, you laid out kind of the objectives for the franchise. Cat's going to re sign, but if you get him Steven Adams, Cat's going to. Cat's going to have a parade. Because, yeah. Manny, you laid out all the things for the Wolves in this offseason. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the biggest, it, is getting those two guys signed Well, Butler is yeah. not going to sign this summer. No, because Butler, because he's... Because he's this year and 160 or 80 Yeah, he, he would be right. losing. I mean, if Jimmy Butler re-signs this year, he would, he would lose like... He would be giving up like sixty or seventy million dollars yeah, yeah, or something like signing. that. So That's he's going to wait. He's going to wait. But That's Towns, you're, they're going to they're going to resign Towns because yes. every guy, unless but the team do, unless down, the team doesn't want you. But the good news you, is Wiggy would go down to Oklahoma City, play with Russell, average twenty three a game, and we'd all be ripping the Timberwolves for getting rid of him. <laughs> but Stephen Way Adams would be one of the most popular athletes in Minnesota history. With Oklahoma City too, I wonder about. Billy Donovan's future there because if they get beat in this first Maybe we round, we trade which... coaches. Tibbs for Donovan, make that part of the deal. Oh no, I'm telling you, you get Carmelo. He gets hey Carmelo, come on, you can shoot six threes a game. You're going to play 20 minutes and you're going to shoot six threes a game for 28 right? million dollars. Yeah, but that sets off Wiggins. We got to worry. You can't worry about money in the NBA. It's monopoly money. <laughs> this trade works. Everybody's getting paid. This trade works. God, I am so damn smart. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sometimes it terrifies me. <laughs> terrifies me. Adams and Carmelo here, Wiggins and Georgie there. The fixer strikes the again. The fixer, fixer strikes, strikes again. again. <laughs> How is Superior, Wisconsin doing, Johnny? Hey? Uh, well, we've had uh, the problem is we're now we're having some minor explosions okay. uh, in the area, smaller ones. And if you remember last hour, I told you they're not really fighting the fire. They're just trying to keep things contained mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, so uh, everything pretty much the same as last hour, except 
Uh, there are some minor explosions going on. They're just monitoring to make sure air quality is okay. I was just going to ask, is that, does that going to affect us at all? Because Kenny said it's blowing south. They were monitoring it in that area. They haven't said yet uh, how far south they're thinking. But in that area, they're monitoring it, monitoring it to make sure it's okay. And uh, they'll continue to monitor it and watch the fire. And, of course, as I said last hour, they alerted the National Guard to stand by just in case. So that's what's going on uh, right now in Superior, Wisconsin, with that fire at the Husky refinery. Uh, this update sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Dickie's Barbecue Pit, where the very best of quality meats are slow smoked for 14 hours every day. Dickie's now delivers right to your door. When you're ready to eat, head to dickies.com. I don't know if you fellows have heard, but the NFL draft is coming up. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Round one starts, uh, oh, you know, in about a half hour or so. We'll have coverage right here. Don't worry. I Most saw the overrated collection of coveted quarterbacks in history. <laughs> Mackie and gentlemen. You know, you can only say that because in 10 years you won't be able to be proven wrong, right? That's true. <laughs> I'll be dead. <laughs> Mackie and Judd will be anchoring things in the studio Happily, here. these Minnesota sports teams will have killed me. <laughs> Matthew Collar and Courtney Cronin reporting from Vikings headquarters uh, as we speak right now. If they don't trade, uh, the Vikings have the 30th pick in the draft. Johnny Hyde is a Yankee fan. Can you give us an update on the skills of David Hale, who the Twins drafted, well, today, grabbed today on waivers? All I know about him as a Yankee, he was only with them a week. Yeah. They put him on waivers. He actually pitched against the Twins yes, the other two day. two scoreless innings. Struck out Mauer. Doesn't take much to impress I us. I was just going to say. <laughs> uh, he, did, he was with the Colorado Rockies in previous stints. He was a starter, actually, for the Rockies. Uh, but the year he started for them, he started uh, 12 games, and he had an ERA of six. So You know why he's no good. Why? He graduated from Princeton. Oh, really? He has a degree. So he's a future Princeton. front office employee. Yeah. It sounds to me like uh, the kid that, uh, what's the kid's name? I did a piece on him that's got the three degrees from Harvard. Oh. Probably recommended this guy. Yeah, let's get another Ivy League in here. Mm. He'll be smart. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I think they were going through the Adam Wilk era again here. We're kind of going, I think we're taking throwing darts again. I, I have a question. A little early to be throwing darts. Yeah, April 20, whatever. I'm monitoring, you know, Twitter as I as I do during the broadcast. Uh, there's a lot of venom being thrown the way of the closer for Andrew Rodney. Yeah. It is his fourth oh, blown boy. save. But hold on, let me get to my point. What, there's nothing being directed at the third baseman. Nothing. No. Well, None. Zero. Three of the four uh, blown saves have not have come after bad plays be made behind them. Miguel Sano's fielding lost this game today. Yes, yes. He can give up a home run to Gary Sanchez uh, if there's nobody on base in two and, outs. And two outs, yeah. yeah. Uh, as you guys are talking about, the Yankees Sorry, uh, complete that sweep. <laughs> They defeated the Twins 4-3 to today. Gary Sanchez with a three-run homer in the bottom of the ninth after a couple of misplays by Miguel Sano. Uh, that uh, that means seven in a row for the Twins that they have lost. This is how we baseball. This is how we baseball. I cannot be responsible for <laughs> the dripping sarcasm that I plan to offer up on that theme. It's not my fault. I can't wait. It's sitting there like a big old beach ball. And uh, somebody has to take advantage of it. When, when Miguel belly flops in the infield, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how, how we, we baseball. baseball. It, it's just mind-boggling to me, like, how obtuse people can be. Like, just completely forget about what yeah. Sano did on oh, the field. And, oh, it's just, it's on Rodney. It's just, yeah. wow. Well, half the guys that I'm friends with on Facebook don't like the way he wears his hat. So that's, yeah, that's, that's what right. we'll hear about. So you got that many Trump fans on your, uh, <laughs> on your account, huh? 
The uh, Twins will return home to open up a series against the Reds. It's uh, actually it's pretty accurate. <laughs> look uh, up, uh, look up uh, Trump's twin sister from Spain. That's pretty. Just good. Go to the Sports oh, Talk page, fifteen hundred ESPN dot com. Looks exactly like him. Former Southern Illinois and Gopher football coach Jerry Kill is taking over the athletics department at Southern Illinois, effective now. Chancellor Carlo Montemagno made the move today after deciding not to renew athletic director Tommy Bell's contract. Poor Tommy Bell brings him in and then they they throw him out and (laughs) give him... I think Tommy Bell's the guy that hired him. Jerry Kill's kind of giving a new definition to one and done. Yeah, he is. He's going to a different place every other year. I've I've written my last uh, sobbing send-off on Jerry. You did about four of them, didn't you? I interviewed him when he was driving back from Rutgers. And he was, uh, now he's he's an AD. Montemagno says it's time to, quote, make a change in leadership that will help the program fulfill its potential. Uh, Kill coached at SIU from 2001 until 2007, leading them to three straight Gateway Conference championships. Of course, uh, of course then he coached at Northern Illinois and Minnesota. I uh, had to... Uh, Stepped down here in Minnesota because of seizures caused by his epilepsy. Served as offensive coordinator at Rutgers in 2017, retiring from coaching in December of that year. He returned to SIU in January as a special assistant to Montemagno. <laughs> Chancellor said he's not yet established a time frame for the new role, but said he'll oversee athletics for the immediate future. All righty. Thank you, John. You bet. Buckle up. This is The Ride with Royce. Hey there, one of them. On 1500 ESPN. The Ride with Royce now continues. Personal file, 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. It's time for Late Hits. All right, we're going to get uh, Judd and uh, Mackie, or one or both of them in here, to talk about the uh, NFL uh, report that they'll be giving us all this evening. But uh, first of all... Uh, the Boston Bruins last night, did you see How that? They were that? in the process of blowing a yes. 3-1 lead to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Had lost two in a row, and they were down 4-3 to three to go into the third. And uh, they get four goals, and I happened to be clicking. They tied it 4-4, and you should see the tie-breaking goal that this guy let in. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. Guy named Anderson. Manny, you got to see this goal. I'm, I'm going to look it up right My now. My seven-year-old grandson could have stopped it, and it <laughs> goes through his legs, and he does, and he kind of, he, he just hits it, hits him in the crotch, basically. You know, and it goes through there, and he he does one of the great pirouettes of <laughs> where in the bleep is the puck? Right, as it's crawling to discover the line. One you, of the worst goals ever allowed you, in history. And you know what it felt like, Pat? The the description that you give of that epic Viking Seattle playoff battle that Blair Walsh blew yes, at the end. Yes. It's that same these guys I mean, that was a game. It was a hell that of was a game. hell of a hockey and game they, back the guy and lets forth. That one in and they all say, and that's, Are you and exactly and you know that's how I it was decided. As a hockey player, you know how they beat each other up? I would have went out and beat up my goalie. My own goalie. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, oh, I just, I isn't just saw it. Awful. It. And for the series to be decided on that yeah, play, they, they, you know, they gave it a try for about the next couple of minutes, and then said the hell with it. You know, maybe the Maple Leafs should just stop playing Game Sevens mm-hmm. in Boston. 
<laughs> remember the one. Remember the one a few years ago. They had the four nothing lead in the third period. Yeah, and they and the Bruins came back yes, and, right, and won right, that yeah. game seven. That was the best because remember That's when they had Toronto. they had the viewing party. Oh, they had six hundred thousand people outside <laughs> yeah. in Toronto, and they're all yeah, yeah we're ready were gonna, to go. You know, and they oh. loved Kessel and right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kessel played yes, for them. Yes, yeah, so they loved them. And, and the uh, dejected all the, faces, all the viral <laughs> videos of. Just random Maple Leafs oh, fans in their in their living yes. rooms just reacting. You know, to there's it. Yeah. nothing better as a longtime sports writer than utter amazing heartbreak when you see the fans <laughs> like puke one up. It's the weeping blondes. The, the weeping blondes is still my favorite photo of all time. But I have now made my second favorite photo, my avatar, which is Gump. Hitting the guy over the head with the <laughs> stick from from a hundred years ago. I love that photo. That is old time hockey. By far the best coach hired by any Big Ten football school before last season. Jeff Brom got Purdue, the Purdue yeah. guy uh, got a new contract extension through 2024. Who tried to was Louisville trying to hire him? No, him it was. Um, uh, Somebody big. Oh, Tennessee was Tennessee. It might have been Tennessee. Wasn't it your guys? Yeah. Yeah. Looked at him. It might have been. Yeah. He didn't get the job. Uh, he originally Texas? signed a six-year contract in December 2017. They gave him two more years, put him through 2024, and he uh, tops out at four uh, on this contract. So. Uh, you know, so they they did really well, much better than any other Big Ten school in uh, hiring a coach before last. And season. I'm sorry, but every time Purdue football gets mentioned on the show, Jerry, you're shaking the wrong black guy's hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, Hazel is with us now. Isn't oh, that's he? right. He yes, yes. I we should next time if I run into him, I gotta say, well, what'd you think when old Jer came out? And- <laughs> Shake your hands with the other brother. I mean, you just lost a tough game, but that had to be kind of funny, didn't it? I mean, you know, if you're going to lose a game, right? You know, and see the guy, you, you got to have a chuckle. After you got to have a like laugh. That. Come on. Even even Jerry has to kind of look oh, back at that and laugh, yes. at, laugh at himself mm-hmm. for doing that, right? I think it was my favorite moment of the Kill era. Oh God, yeah. About it. The Minnesota College Athletic Conference. That's the junior colleges, right? Okay. They now call it MCAC. Has teamed up with the uh, USA High School Clay Target League. Apparently there's one. And trap shooting will now be a varsity sport within the Minnesota Collegiate Athletic Conference. Uh, And here's the deal. We're using the honor system. Clay Target, by the way, is a fully Title IX compliant with both male and female athletes competing on the same team. Additionally, it's an adaptive sport, meaning uh, uh, students with physical disabilities can take part. But here's the deal. You go to your local range. You're playing a team. You go to your local range, kind of like golf, Mm -hmm. and you shoot your traps, right? Okay. And then you post your score. Digitally, and we use the honor system. Plus, they probably have a a, a technical way of uh, determining whether you hit the target. And they might have an on-site official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, and you post your score, and the other team posts its score, and we find out who wins. <laughs> it's a digital clay target competition, but I think it's wonderful that we're out there blowing yeah. hell. And you know what? We should. The championship should maybe be held at a game farm 
And whoever brings back the most ducks and pheasants uh, ends up. Or out the, what's the place down uh, by me uh, by the by the casino the the Wild hunt, the club the the, Wild Wings. the I thought it was the horse and hunt club or something like well, that. Well, there is yeah, that's right. It used to be yeah, Wild Wings but is up here. That horse place is great. Yeah, yeah, let's right. do it. That Have them, let them go out there and bring back some meat. And how yeah. about this, Pat? If they did call in scores like to maybe a newspaper mm-hmm. in the uh, in the in the late sixties, would uh, how would how Man. would those scores be received? Well, yeah, you know, like the bowling did. scores. Yeah, that... yeah, bowling scores. We'd make them up. <laughs> <laughs> I told you though, the greatest Jim Beheim story ever. Which one? The, Jim Beheim's at the Final Four. I think it's the Key Smart one when he gets beat. But I'd always thought he was a just a complete dork. Oh, right? Of course, yes. <laughs> but on Sunday we get like all this access, an hour and a half. You get forty-five minutes up there on the podium. And then they break off into rooms and you get another 45 minutes with whatever athlete you want to go sit in a room with him, mm-hmm. little hotel ballroom, tiny rooms. But the coach stays up there at the podium. And there was maybe, I didn't have anybody from Syracuse I wanted to talk to. So Beheim stayed up there. And people who knew him started to ask, hey, tell him about this. <laughs> And he started telling stories. It was hilarious. Okay. But his best story was he's talking about how he's the golf coach. You know, he was assistant basketball and the golf coach. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, okay. I think I remember coach. hearing and that And he's before, like a yeah. plus two. He's a great player. Okay. And he, he and the other coach used to play behind their, you know, you'd, you'd send your teams out and then they'd play each other afterwards. He said, <laughs> As far as the readers of the Syracuse newspaper were concerned, we were unbeaten because <laughs> I'd call it in if we won, and if we lost, I wouldn't call it would in. Never, <laughs> they'd never hear from me. He never lost a match. He also talked about playing Ben Schwartzwalder, the old football coach who had Jimmy Brown and mm-hmm. Ernie Davis and all those guys. And the guy was like a 10 handicapper, but a hustler. He'd always played a... He says, I started off with him. First time I played him, I went birdie, birdie, eagle, and I was two down. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Ben, let's, let's, come on. We got to do something here. And he says, ah, stop complaining and tee up. You know? <laughs> he was telling great stories. All right, we'll be back. See what uh, Phil and uh, Judd have planned. Phil Mackey is with us. He will be here with Judd, and you have your uh, you have uh, Matthew Collar and Courtney Cronin out at. It's a long wait out there today, baby. I don't think the Vikings are going to be trading up. Do you? Uh, I, I think we both predicted on our. By the way, Royce and Mackey reunion right now. Can yes, we just, right. like, this is so very emotional. For a second? It's fantastic. It's like a three and a half minute reunion, but yes, it's a Royce right. and Mackey reunion. Uh, I feel like Matthew Collar has been. Up five nights in a row, just watching film crazy. of fat right guards. <laughs> like you can, we we played a game with him last year where you just you throw out a name of you just pick a mock draft and like throw a name out, and he'll tell you what school, what position. Oh, he's the greatest secret weapon in in uh, Twin City sports writing. The guy's fantastic. <laughs> he's very good. He is, uh, and he's as good as high. He's as good on hockey as he is on uh, on football. Yeah. But but anyway, he's got him taking Isaiah Wynn, I believe, a guard. He's uh, very high on. So. Uh, I'm um, I'm all aboard the meat and potatoes. Uh, this is the first time I think where Vikings fans are actively rooting for the boring offensive lineman pick because yes. you already have your receivers yeah. and your quarterback. And real quick, I got an angry email to my account okay. saying to slap you upside the head. Oh no! What is wrong with Royce? I get that he's the station grump, but he said today is the lowest point in Minnesota sports history. 
because uh, he's talking about the four major. I missed this part of the show. Uh, well, you got the wolves embarrassing themselves, the wild embarrassing themselves. The last thing we saw the Vikings was thirty-eight to seven when they should have won the game. And, uh, and then we got the, we got Gophers. One team goes two and seven. The other goes four and four. So today is like the culmination. This is the culmination. Okay. Yeah, this w- is the with with the Twins finding a new. Cre- it's actually yes. credit to the Twins for finding new creative ways seven at this point row. to lose to the Yankees. Seven yes. in a row. That's what we get for optimism. This guy probably thinks it's the uh, ninety-nine loss to Atlanta. I didn't get that far in the email. I got to okay. be honest. I just read well, the first paragraph. Uh, this is you not got a, to Rip Royce before. Yeah, I saw like <laughs> Rip Royce. I'm like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. This is not a standalone moment. This is a. I'm. I'm putting the, all. It's a totality the, of the six okay. major sports yeah. together. Okay. Together. Did you, but you and I both agree they're going to trade down because he's. It's you know the one thing going through you know like Governor Jesse Ventura. If he had a thought in his head, he had to. He couldn't. He had to express it before he could expunge it. The one thought in Spielman's head entering this draft is, "I need a fourth rounder, and I need ten picks." Right? I need is, ten picks. That's all he cares about. Need those ten picks, even if a hundred of them are like the six, because <laughs> he has three sixth rounders. Yes. Which you know, how often outside of once yes. in a while do those pan out? Yeah, yes. you think you're right. Yeah, You're going to wait up until 11 he'll, o'clock he'll tonight. He'll trade one of the six to get two sevenths, but he'll also <laughs> trade He'll also trade from 30 to 36 or 7 today, saying we got the guy we wanted anyway, mm-hmm. which they did last year with Dalvin Cook. The but, uh, phone has been, whether you believe me or not, but I'm telling you, it's been the most <laughs> active it's been in a while. Did he say that this year or last year? You know year how long ago that was? Before? That was a cut I got for Pelicero's show back <laughs> But he says this, he says this the same, same thing, thing every, every year. year. That's the fun game when you play a Spielman yes. soundbite. Right. You can guess what year was well, it from. Here's another one for this is this is why the draft is so intriguing this year. You have another. It's like the second time in three years where a guy who's who's scheduled to go high in the draft, where someone uncovers oh, something sure, from right. their social media account. Is it uh, which it's is the better one? Be agents. It's got to be agents. But which is the better one? Is it is it Josh Allen and the racial slurs from high school, or is it that Laramie Tunsil no, guy no, from three years ago? Bong. The gas mask bong guy. Totally. Yeah. Like the elephant mask? Yeah. But but what's amazing, and we've just said like this, vacuum cleaner is you're worried about Josh Allen's tweets from high school, so you're going to draft Baker Mayfield, who's got more issues than Johnny Manziel, for God's sake. It's offended by Kansas. Yeah. So if you're, if you're an agent or a manager, and the first thing you do isn't to tell your client, delete everything on your yes, social media right. accounts from six months ago prior, then you're an idiot. You should be yeah. fired. Yeah, but you don't know who's been looking. These agents could have had teams looking at these draft prospects for months, and they wait. They are Whoever it is is a scumbag all time for waiting because they've known it since January. So it's either Baker Mayfield's agent or it's like the Cardinals who want him to fall and they want but, him but to I, be there I, at 15. I, I have a hard time with that theory. You know, Scholar and I agree. Do you really want to put that mark on a guy you're going to draft? Yes, because you're in the business of winning football games. Okay, you're not in the business of daycare provide. You know, it's that's that's why I I think personally it's teams. Sometimes it's teams doing so, it. So how are we going to fill time today, waiting until the thirtieth pick? Like we mean me, me and Judd, Judd, or are no, we no, like the Vikings fans the who are? Big, no, you, you and Judd. What so, are we going? What are we well, going? Viking fans is going to be you know eleven dollar Miller lights. That's right. how they're going. Actually, <laughs> me and Judd are too. I'm not sure either. So we're going to starting here in about I don't know three minutes. We're going to take the ESPN radio national feed. So you're yes. going to get all the info you would. Judd and I are going to break into the radio feed a couple times an hour for a few minutes. Check in with Collar and Courtney, and we're going to be on Facebook Live probably after like the tenth pick. 
Facebook.com slash 1500ESPN babbling about Ricey whatever Ricey Hot nonsense. Take, most overrated collection of quarterbacks ever. There isn't a player in the whole group. If your life depended on one, which one would it be? I'd in some weird the, scenario I'd where your life is depending on. i hit the home run and take Lamar Jackson. I'm in on like, Josh Rosen. I don't like any of these guys. Josh Rosen. I, they, they compared it to the Marino class. I almost puked. <laughs> I mean, those guys, unbelievable. These, they're not any players. There's, I, I don't think they're any good. Uh, well, right, stick around. Good we'll entertain you or not. Either way. Okay. No, no, we want you to listen. Come on. <laughs>